I was sitting in the new Nissan Pathfinder SUV looking over Lake Krakenback on the border of the Kosciuszko National Park. In the early morning it had been shrouded in mist, but now it was bright and clear. But there was work at hand. I recorded the following. In the Australian market, Nissan is the third largest seller of SUV vehicles, but they say they're also the second largest in terms of a product range. But in that range, their Pathfinder is somewhat of a forgotten vehicle. It's been overlooked, they feel, for what it is, or more particularly, what it could be. Now, they've just put out a new Pathfinder. We'll go and drive it in a moment. But it is their way of trying to improve this part of the market. The Pathfinder is a large SUV with seven seats, but it's not as big or as rough and as tough as their Patrol, which has often been the image of the vehicle. Now, SUV sales have really moved to the crossover. The adventurous traditional four-wheel drive hasn't grown nearly as much as these crossover vehicles that are serving a market not just for adventure but here in the Pathfinder particularly for families and the types of vehicle that they use to transport people around as much as to go to adventurous situations. The biggest change in the new Pathfinder is that 50% of the 3.5 litre V6 engine components are new. For example, it now has a direct injection system. This gives an additional 12 kilowatts of power, making a total of 202 kilowatts. Fuel consumption is rated at 10 litres per hundred. There is a hybrid option with an unusual configuration. It has a 2.5-litre four-cylinder supercharged engine plus a 15-kilowatt electric motor. It is only available in four-wheel drive. Its fuel consumption is rated at 8.6 litres per 100 kilometres. The Pathfinder is designed and built in America, so there is no surprise that there is no diesel option. It comes with an automatic CVT gearbox. It's the third generation of this design from Nissan and has one great feature. If you try to accelerate hard with a typical CVT, the engine revs up to its optimum power and stays there while the gearbox continually and smoothly changes the ratio. But as most people are familiar with the engine revs going up and down as the vehicle steps through a fixed number of distinct gears, the CVT feels unnatural. This is most obvious when you are accelerating hard and you clearly hear the engine noise. Some car manufacturers allow you to set their CVT to go in steps, which feels more natural, but if you have this feature on all the time, it defeats the purpose, which is to be more fuel efficient. Nissan's D-step logic automatically creates a stepped function, but only when the car is under full acceleration. Under light load, you hardly hear the engine at all, so the operation of the engine and the gearbox together is not that obvious. On the outside, the new Pathfinder has a few changes. It has the new signature grille, LED driving lights, and for upmarket versions, there are new design contrast alloy wheels, razor turn indicators, I think that means they are narrow and thin, and motion-activated electric-powered tailgate. Again, this is for the top model. This is for when your hands are full, carrying, for example, groceries. So you can wave your foot underneath the rear bumper bar and the tailgate should open. 
but there are some conditions. The car has to be locked and you have to have the key in your pocket, so it's best to learn the system well or you will look like an idiot doing the hokey pokey in the car park at the back of your car. From the driving perspective, the Pathfinder has a quicker steering response. The interior gives you seven seats and if you are using the ISO fix child seat anchoring in the second row of the seats, you do not have to remove the child seat to get into the third row. An 8-inch touchscreen has replaced the previous 7-inch screen. The interface is quite plain and simple, but do we really need all the information they supply? You can see, for example, performance graphs such as the acceleration, braking and cornering G-forces, the instantaneous fuel economy and the instantaneous fuel flow, which as we know is different. Or maybe, I think, sort of. I don't think these things are really necessary and I don't want any driver looking at these when they should be looking at the road. These features become almost galling when you realise the car does not have rain-sensitive windscreen wipers nor Apple or Android car interfaces in any of the variations. The upmarket versions do have 3D mapping graphics and multi-touch functionality on the screen which makes it more intuitive to use. And again, the more expensive variations have things such as intelligent cruise control and heated and cooled seats. Driving around urban areas, the Pathfinder is pretty typical of its class. But we drove from the high country at Threadbow down to the coastal town of Marimbula, travelling on the snowy mountains and then the Monaro highways, which are essentially secondary roads. Not just a straight boring motorway, but flowing corners, occasionally becoming rather tight. There were rarely edge lines and occasionally no centre line. There didn't appear to be much traffic, so the road surface had not deteriorated greatly. The Pathfinder was made for this territory. It was quiet and smooth, ideal for family touring. And to arrive in Marimbula, a town of less than 10,000 people, located on the far south coast or sapphire coast of New South Wales, was a delight. The surrounding farming areas have a verdant appearance that makes you feel like you have put a green filter on your glasses. Only the very base model two-wheel drive ST has gone up in price by $500 to $42,000 plus on-road costs. The Pathfinder maxes out at $69,190 plus on-roads, and that's for the four-wheel drive hybrid. So the Nissan Pathfinder, reasonable features, especially on the higher variations, and a quiet, smooth ride, particularly on the country roads.